Hello everyone and welcome to Therapy in a Nutshell. I'm Emma McAdam, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the podcast where I condense mental health skills into bite-sized nuggets of help. Once there was a farmer whose horse ran away. Now he could not plow. His neighbors came to him and said, how horrible for you. This is terrible. This is awful. You lost your horse. The farmer replied, I don't know. We'll see. And he went back to work on his farm. The next day, the farmer's son went to find the horse. Not only did he find the horse, but two additional stray horses followed them home. The neighbors came over and said, oh, this is wonderful for you. This is so good. You found your horse and got two new ones. The farmer replied, I don't know. We'll see. And he went back to work on his farm. The next day, the farmer's son decided to break in one of the new horses. A few days in, he got thrown off of the horse and he broke his leg. He had to get a cast and stay off the leg so he couldn't help work on the farm. And once again, all the neighbors come over and they say, oh my gosh, this is horrible. This is so bad. And the farmer replied, I don't know. We'll see. And tried to get back to work on his farm. Now, one of the neighbors insisted, how can you be so relaxed about this? Without your son's help, you'll have to work long into the night to get all the work done. You don't seem to understand that this is a catastrophe. And the farmer calmly replied, we'll see. Went back to work. The next day, the emperor decided to implement a draft for a war that was starting. All of the eligible men in the whole village were dragged off to war. Because of his broken leg, the farmer's son was spared from the draft. All the neighbors came over and told the farmer, Oh my goodness, you're so lucky. You're so fortunate. This is so good for you. And the farmer just replied, I don't know. We'll see. And went back to work. Now, no one likes to think of themselves as judgmental, right? You probably don't think that you are. But let me ask you a question. Do you label emotions as good or bad emotions? Do you often tell yourself, I shouldn't be feeling this way, or suck it up, buttercup? Or do you apologize if you're sad or if you're crying? You know, many boys have been taught to never cry, and, and girls have been taught to never feel angry. A lot of us have been taught to just be positive all the time and never make anyone else feel bad either. In this video, you're going to learn how to get better at feeling by learning to describe instead of judge your emotions. One of the main reasons why most people aren't good at processing their emotions is because of how our culture has trained us to think. In Western society, we've been trained to think of positive and negative emotions. I got a chart in the mail the other day and it's got these so-called positive emotions on one side and these negative emotions on the other. And this is a super common approach to thinking about emotions. This way of thinking partly stems from the ideas of a popular theorist, Paul Ekman. And he was one of the first to label these six primary emotions. And what he thought they were was anger, happiness, surprise, disgust, sadness, and fear. And then people took it a step further and divided them into groups. You've got your bad emotions, like anger, sadness, fear, and disgust, and your good emotions, um, happiness. <laughs> now, out of the six primary emotions, five of them would traditionally be considered negative. The only emotion that we are supposed to approve of is happiness. This is a setup for failure. It's just not helpful to think this way. 
When we label the majority of our emotions as bad, we end up putting tons of energy into trying to shut down the other 90% of emotions. And this usually leads to people feeling miserable. And it's a waste of energy. This is the first real obstacle to working through emotions, to processing them. If we judge emotions as bad just because they're uncomfortable, this limits our options for how we can respond. It's not that we want to feel bad. It's not that I'm encouraging you to feel sad all the time. But what I'm saying is that judging your emotions just isn't helpful. It generally makes you feel worse. Generally, when people think of negative emotions or bad feelings, then their automatic response is trying not to feel them. It's, you know, trying to suppress them. And I call this the suppress react habit. You can push down your tender feelings, the ones that make you hurt or the ones that feel vulnerable. You can try to not feel sad or to not feel disappointed. But the more we suppress, the more pressure there is to explode. The more we explode, the more pressure there is to suppress. And then we get trapped. We think that if we just had more willpower or more mental strength, that we could somehow balance between denying our emotions and acting on them. Unfortunately, this, this reaction, this way of thinking just doesn't work very well. I'm going to ask you to step off of this teeter-totter of suppress, explode, of fighting your emotions, and to instead focus on acknowledging them, developing emotional muscles to experience them more fully and more deeply, and then to make a conscious choice about what to do about them, right? So what I just described there, this is the beginnings of how to process your emotions. When you get better at feeling, you're going to be more likely to feel peace and calm and happiness more of the time. One of the ways that we do this is by developing a non-judgmental attitude about emotions. So instead of labeling emotions as good or bad or should or should not emotions, we're going to instead just focus our energy on acknowledging them for what they are and noticing them as they exist and letting go of that battle with them in order to put all of that energy we were putting into suppression, we're going to take that energy and we're going to put it towards living the life that you want to live. In the next section, we're going to talk more about how so-called negative emotions can actually be really helpful. But let me give you a quick example of how negative emotions could have been helpful by sharing with you a story from Humans of New York. Um, if you're not familiar with this blog, check it out. Brandon, uh, what's his name? Brandon Sanderson? Brandon Stanton. There you go. Right? Okay. I smoked dope every day for 20 years. I thought I was pretty slick. I could smoke while working. I could get high and still run my company. I could pour concrete. I could roof a building. I felt like I could do anything. But it ruined my marriage. I didn't even realize it until years after my wife left me. But the dope ruined my marriage because it made me content. Nothing could bother me. Her feelings didn't bother me. Her needs didn't bother me. The dope put an emotional cover over what should have been obvious. I told myself that if I didn't see the problem, then it didn't qualify as a problem. All I ever did was give her advice. I never asked for it. I never once felt the inspiration to say, darling, I know there's something wrong. What can I do differently? In this story, because the man suppressed his uncomfortable emotions with drugs, the man felt great all the time. Nothing bothered him. He didn't feel sad or stressed or upset when his wife was bothered because he didn't feel worried about her or worried with her 
or he just felt great all the time, and this ruined his marriage, which he obviously feels bad about now. The more we suppress emotions, the more likely it is that our life is going to not line up with the kind of life we want, and it's going to lead to us not feeling as good. Instead of judging emotions, describe them. Uncomfortable emotions like worry, disappointment, guilt, or fear, they can serve a really important function. And labeling them as bad or negative really limits our ability to live a full and productive life. So I personally do not believe that there are good and bad emotions. There are comfortable emotions and uncomfortable emotions. There are exaggerated emotions. There are distorted emotions. There are emotions built on falsehoods but there aren't fundamentally bad core emotions. So instead of saying, this is bad or this is negative, be a little bit more descriptive. Say, this is uncomfortable, this is painful, this is difficult. While this may seem like just a technicality, it really matters. Because when we label or judge something as bad, then we, again, we're limiting our options for how to respond to it to just a few tools, like avoid, cope, and distract, which you're gonna learn later, make things worse in the long run. If instead we describe a feeling as uncomfortable or difficult, it opens up space to do something with it. You could ask yourself, is there something that needs to change? Or how can I build my resilience to hard things? How can I, you know, get better at feeling? It makes room to develop your emotional capacity and it gives you time to breathe and calm yourself and make a conscious choice instead of, you know, reactively suppressing those emotions. And instead of suppressing emotions, be, be curious about them. Sometimes it helps to slow down and to imagine yourself as a curious scientist describing a new species that no one has ever seen before. What does anger feel like? Where do you feel it in your body? What do you notice about it? The more you can describe your feelings, the more you can notice what's going on with them, the more power you'll have to act. And you may be surprised to find that many intense emotions are really just asking to be noticed and acknowledged and, and then they dissipate on their own. So this is a crucial step of processing emotions. People who focus their lives on avoiding sadness and feeling happy tend to be miserable. People who focus their lives on purposeful action tend to be happy. Research shows over and over again that people who judge their emotions as bad make themselves feel worse. So this does not mean that you let your emotions control your behaviors. It doesn't mean that I'm saying it's okay to fly off the handle with anger or to act out. Now, obviously that's not gonna make your life better. In this course, we're also gonna work through the process of, you know, having overall happier, more peaceful emotions and less intense, less painful emotions in the big picture. But the process of getting there is a paradox. People who struggle to suppress their negative emotions usually feel worse in the long run. People who learn to process through painful emotions tend to feel more relaxed and more joyful day to day. And people who learn to work through their emotions are generally better at controlling their behaviors than people who focus on controlling those emotions. So instead of fighting our emotions, we're gonna increase our ability to say, this is what I'm experiencing and that's okay because this is what I'm gonna do about it. Noticing and naming emotions is the first step to resolving them. We often interfere with this process by reacting to, judging, or suppressing our emotions. 
In this course, you're going to learn to develop the emotional muscles to sit with your emotions long enough to choose purposeful and peaceful action. You're not going to just learn to feel better. You're also going to learn how to get better at feeling. Your homework for today is to write in your workbook about which emotions you tend to believe are good and which emotions you tend to believe are bad. Where or when were you taught that you need to be positive all the time or that anger is unacceptable to feel? Which emotions were you not allowed to feel? When you do your emotion check-in today, take a moment to carefully describe an emotion. What does it feel like to feel this way? Where do you feel it in your body? What thoughts come with this emotion? Pretend like you're the first person in humanity to feel this way and you want to describe it to someone who has never felt like this. How would you tell them what it is like? In the next couple of videos, you're going to learn about how to stop struggling with your emotions and what to do instead. You'll learn some practical exercises for calming yourself down and going through a pause and calm down step of the emotion process. So thank you for joining me and we will see you soon. This podcast was adapted from a YouTube video from my YouTube channel, Therapy in a Nutshell. So if you'd like to see more of my videos, check that out and go subscribe on YouTube. Also, you can sign up for my newsletter at www.therapynutshell.com. Thank you for listening and take care.